0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I am joined each episode by Lainey Edelman, our outstanding self-taught podcast producer. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. We would also appreciate a rating and review of the podcast when subscribing. We're also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. Additionally, you can reach us by email at Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Hi, everyone. We're back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and this intro probably sounds a little bit different because I am not Melissa Torito. I am not the host of this podcast, but I am typically the silent producer, Lainey, and I am back with actually Kate Cook. I'm back. Who has kind of become our... Somewhat of a co-host. Yes, I, that's what I tell people. I, I think that's <laughs> a perfect title. Um, we love when Kate comes. She has a lot of great connections, and I, I feel like she's brought a lot of really cool guests on this podcast, including our guest today. We have Cherith Craft.
0: Hi, how are you guys?
1: And we're really excited to talk about her. I have looked over her little questionnaire that we send to all of our guests ahead of time and she just sounds like she has a really cool story and I'm excited to dive into it. For sure. You know what you didn't include on the questionnaire is how we met. Yes. Which I make sure to tell everybody like I used to be a triathlete. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah you can't leave that out. Like I'm like hi Kate former triathlete retired triathlete. So we met at the Women's Center
0: through um a shared coach. That's right, yeah. yeah. And uh, those were some
1: crazy days. I can't believe I had babies on the hip and Going doing all to that practice at yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. That's how I feel about dance. I did dance my whole life, and I'm like, am I still a ballerina? I'm totally a has-been, but I feel like it's been my identity baby. for so long. Yeah. Um, and I think we mentioned it last week, but Melissa's not here because she is actually in Hawaii for two weeks having... A nice relaxing vacation, so we're taking over without her, her. and we're letting her actually relax and not do work. So we got the podcast. We got it. We got it. In fact, she might get fired over this from the podcast. People might like us. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way. Melissa's the best. Um, And then I did want to say we have a book for July. We didn't, or June. Why am I already getting ahead of myself? Yeah, no, slow it down. I need summer. We have a book for June picked out. Um, I picked Where the Crawdads Sing. I know that a lot of people have read that book already. Mm. Have you ladies read it? I have not. So reading is not my strong suit. Okay. I do like an audiobook though. Um, I'm listening to Office BFFs right okay. now. That audiobook um, that Jenna Fisher and not Pam, she is Pam on the Office. Oh, I've heard um, Angela this. Kinsey, who played Angela. They have oh. a book, but I'm doing the audiobook. But I've heard great things about yes. where the so. Carbats like end. I said, I'm sure a lot of you have read it. I'm not a big reader, and I read it earlier this year. It's. A really great story set in the South, and I think it's really good for the summertime. I always like books that are around water in the summer. Yeah. And it takes place in the marshes. Um, and also, this movie is coming out next month. Maybe that's why I was thinking July. Oh, okay. um, so, if you haven't read it, now would be a good time to read it before the movie comes out. I didn't realize that they had made it into a movie. Yeah. It notable um, stars? Oh, Reese Witherspoon. So Reese Witherspoon was um, the director, producer, or something like that, and they filmed it in New Orleans. Okay, this might convince me to read a book. Yeah. This might convince me to, to join in and be ready for the movie. That's a <laughs> good one. For sure. So I think that's kind of all of the housekeeping things that I have. I'm sure if Melissa were here, there would be much more announcements, but I can't think of anything off the top of my She'd head. She'd probably have a product review. You know? Oh, I'm Sure. I can't think of anything that I have new recently. I've been on a kick of trying to use stuff up lately and not buying new things. Oh, that's very good of you. So, yeah, that's kind of been my jam lately. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I want to get in and talk to Jared. So the first thing that I think is super interesting is that you work with your husband. Yeah. Which I don't think I know anyone that does this, and I'm not sure how that would work out for a lot of people that I know, so I want to hear about that. Yeah, so we've been working together
0: uh, almost since the beginning of our marriage, probably the first six to nine months. I was still in school, so and I was working at my dad's place. And then um, a little bit shy of our one-year anniversary, we opened up a real estate company called Louisiana Dream Home. It's not open anymore, but um, it was open uh, four or five years. Uh, we had a partner in it. It was a great experience. Um, I worked in the kind of accounting side of it, which is not my strong suit. Mm -hmm. Um, I had some experience working with my dad's business in that, so that's why. But I would load listings and uh, just kind of fill in wherever. Um, But we did that, and then we ended up selling our portion of that business. And at that point, we had two children, and so I was pretty much just home with the girls and then um, had a third daughter. We have three girls and um, just was uh, he was building at this point. So it was kind of a progression. He was in real estate. Then when we sold the company, we had like a non-compete. So it was just him really couldn't couldn't build a team or anything. And he was interested in building after he had worked with and represented some builders in real estate. And so he decided, I'm just going to try it, just build. Um, he enjoyed it. He built one, uh, sold it, built one for us. And it was going to be our forever home, which I laugh because if you know our story, we've moved, we moved 10 times in the first 10 years of marriage. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. Wow. And that I was like, sounds It was intense. Exhausting. Yeah. And at some point I just kind of knew like, this is the game and we're just going to move and it's going to be okay. Um, once we moved, uh, across the street into a house that he had built, which was going to be our forever home, but our old home had not sold yet. So we had decided we had to put them both on the market. We've got to sell one. And we moved into the new home. I had our second child. I remember I was sitting on the couch. She's two weeks old. I was like, you guys can, you know, the house was being shown. I was like, you're welcome. to Look around. I'm not moving. I have a two week old. The house sold to those people. So we moved back across the street. <laughs> we used little red wagons. I'll never forget. It's just chaos for a little bit. Um, but, you know, it was just kind of part of it. And I, I, I joke that that's just the life of a builder's wife. But at some point, um, we had, you know, done it enough. And I was like, I really want to be put for a while. And so we are in the home that we're in now. And we've been in it for eight years. And we actually just put it up for sale. So, um, New adventures. Did it kind
1: of feel weird being in a place for such a permanent amount of time whenever you had moved, like, every year?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the house we're in now was eight years. Before that, we were in a house for four years.
1: Do the girls like moving? How huh. do they feel about moving so much?
0: Well, so they um, they were pretty little when we moved this last time. My oldest loves it. She loves change, likes to envision new things and new spaces. My middle daughter is very sentimental. And so like the dog had chewed up a spot on our stair and she was like, I have to take that piece of the stair with me. You know, like she's just, she doesn't want to leave the neighbors and the friends. And then the youngest is, she goes back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. They, uh, they experience loss in a lot of ways sometimes that we subject them to. So, um, they roll with it. They're pretty good about it. You know, how old are your daughters now? Uh, my oldest is will turn 16 June 19th my middle will turn 14 June 19th they have the same birthday and my youngest will turn uh, 11 in November
1: Wow you got a house full. <laughs> yeah yeah so um I want to take it back a little bit and because uh, I know Melissa likes to start with where are you from
0: yeah so uh, from central Louisiana which is you know just 20 30 minutes from here. Uh, Grew up there, but school-wise, we ended up at Parkview Baptist, just made the trek and drove. Um, And then when Brandon and I got married, we stayed in Baton Rouge. So a true Louisiana lady. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then did you and Brandon meet at Parkview? We did not. Um, He actually went to Parkview for a little bit, but we missed each other. We met through his high school sweetheart, which is like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just a mutual friend. She didn't necessarily mean to introduce us, but that's the way it went. Yeah. Yes, now are you guys yourself. still friends? <laughs> uh, it, it was a little, it was weird for a while, um, and she doesn't live here anymore, okay. so we don't have to yeah. worry about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, bring it back to Garth Brooks. You know, like. He might be her unanswered prayer, right? <laughs> That's and then right. he's your answered prayer. That's right. So, um, another thing that I found interesting on your survey is that at LSU, uh, did you say you went to LSU? That's yeah. right. At LSU, you were studying for to be a veterinarian. I was, yes. Yeah. So, is that like
0: a lifelong dream? <laughs> yeah. You know, as a kid, I thought I'm going to be a veterinarian. I loved animals. Um, I worked for a veterinarian for about three years and I did love it. Um, I think at some point I realized that it's a lot harder than maybe it looked or I thought it was at first. She had, the veterinarian that I worked for, had five children. And she just kind of vacillated between like, I need to be with my kids. I need to be with my patients. And it was hard, I think, for her in in their younger years. And I knew that we wanted to have kids within the first five years of marriage. And so I just thought, why am I going to you know, take all that debt on in order to you know, really be paying it back when I'm not, at that point, I wouldn't be working. and knew I wanted to be at home. And so, um, not to mention Brandon is highly allergic to pretty much all animals. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, he would come to pick me up from work sometimes and would have to sit outside at the vet's office because he, yes. <laughs> so it's like, wow. hey, this isn't meant to be. Yeah. And so you guys got married before you graduated. graduated. Right. Yeah, yeah. married in 2004. Um, I had like one semester
1: left. Yeah. And then so after you graduated, at that point, y'all were already building your business?
0: Uh, Shortly after, yes. Um, He was approached by a family friend of his that wanted to open up a real estate company and just do something new and different. And so we went into partnership with him.
1: Yeah. Well, I did want to bring it back. You were talking about your daughters and something I think that you're really passionate about is that you and your husband are foster parents. Yes. Yes. So we uh, we've been foster parents for about six years now um and that
0: if you want to kind of i guess learn about why we got started in that was um partly because well it was a lot of things that kind of converged into the okay this is what we're going to do idea but one of which was um we were looking for something for our girls to do to serve like in our church um and you know parking cars is they can't really help with that um you, we can take them to a soup kitchen. We could do a mission trip, which we have done with them before. But it, all those things were kind of short-lived, we felt like. And so we were looking for something that everybody could participate in as a family and do together. Uh, we weren't initially thinking foster care. Although, to back it up, uh, when I, uh, about 10 years prior to that, our oldest was six months old. And I remember Brandon coming home with paperwork to do foster care. I had no idea what that was. Um I think the little bit of knowledge I had was negative about it and it was not really something that I was interested in. So we definitely shelved that for 10 years and I, I never thought about it again. He may have uh but it it just never came back up. And so when we started looking for something for us to all do together as a family, uh it did resurface. Um he also went to a governor's prayer breakfast where um a guy was talking about just the fatherless children in our city and, and the effect that that has on the community. And it really struck something with him. Like, okay, we, we can't really complain about the crime or, you know, the things that frustrate us if we're not willing to be part of the solution. And so what does that look like? And so <clears throat> foster care was, uh, yeah, we, we just were like, okay, we, we're going to be open to this. And so we took the classes, we took them in secret because we were like, we don't really know if we're going to follow through with this. So we don't want to get anybody's hopes up, like our kids or anything. And so, um, and then at some point we realized, no, this is this is what we're going to do.
1: And yes, yeah, so we've been doing it six years and I think we've had eight children come through our home. Wow. I love that you said that he wanted to be part of the solution because I think it's no secret that in today's society, there are so many things that we can complain about and say aren't great things about this world but complaining isn't going to fix anything right and I think educating yourselves like y'all did and going to these classes and to this breakfast that he even learned about this situation in the first place that's really admirable that he wanted to take action and do something so you said you've had eight kids come through I know you probably can't tell a lot of details about that but what are the age ranges that y'all have taken in so we did put a couple of rules in place and
0: one of those has been that they must be younger than our youngest. So our youngest right now is 10 so they can we can take a child anywhere up to 10 years of age. So we've had uh, two, three, four, uh, we've had two infants. Um, that's about that's typically the ages that we get. They end up being around that
1: two, three, four, five mm-hmm. age range. And what was the process? I know you mentioned y'all had to take some classes um to become certified. Yeah. So you take uh
0: some classes which are pretty they're grueling and they um they take some time. I don't know how they do them now. I hope that they're allowing people to do them via Zoom and online because when we took them they were 3 hours every like Thursday night at a church in Gonzales and it was 8 weeks of it. Um then after that, you get your fingerprinting done. You have a home study where they come in and talk to your family, talk to your kids, check out your house, Um, and then, you know, the paperwork is processed in the state's timeline, which sometimes can be really slow, but uh, they, yeah, and then you're certified, and usually they call you, and they're like, hey, by the way, you're certified, and we have a kid today, so can you take them? (laughs) Yeah, so I was going to ask your daughter's reaction when y'all did share with them that y'all were, you know, getting certified, you know, were they
1: excited were they nervous no they
0: were pretty excited and and we're like can we get a kid today but we were so far off at that point
1: yeah Yeah, we're excited
0: and what's it like being thrown back into the infant phase as a
1: mom with well
0: if you know me you know I love babies like if there's a baby at a party I want the baby I want to hold the baby so I that was a lot of fun it it was like oh my gosh I'm way too old for this baby (laughs) um my girls loved it uh, they love babies as much as I do, but it it was hard, um, especially, yeah, the nighttime stuff and all that. But yeah, I remembering all of that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure every situation is different and every experience has been totally different, but around how long have kids stayed with you and what is that process kind of like? Yeah, we've had children stay as short as two weeks to um, 16, 18
0: months. Yeah. And it just depends. They, each child gets a case plan. So um, their parents uh, I always explain it to the younger kids, like your mom and daddy are in timeout right now, or, you know, they're, they're at home working on some homework. And once they're, they're finished with their homework and you know your social worker says so, they can, you guys get to go back home or however that looks. I try to explain it in that way. But basically they get a case plan and the case plan says, you know, Hey, you have to do X, Y, Z in order to get your kids back. And so the parents you know then work that case plan, so it can take um depending on what it is, it can take up you know up, up to eighteen months, two years so I mean I've heard I have friends that do it, and some kids are in the system for in my opinion way too
1: long, but I mean it can take three years sometimes you know that makes a lot of sense. I think I'm just really ignorant about the whole process in mm-hmm. the first place. I've obviously heard about foster care, and I don't think I've ever really looked too deep into what that really means that was going to be my next question, is what that stuff looks like when they leave you, like what determines that and mm-hmm. how they progress and move on after their time yeah. with you. Yeah, it's a huge need. Um,
0: there's about 400 children in the Baton Rouge area that are currently in foster care, and we have about 100 homes available. And like, I don't have a child right now, so, and I know several friends that don't. So that means that multiple children are, I don't want to say piled, but, you know, they're, they're in, in a home together. Um, and just from our experience, another rule that we did put in place is that we only take one at a time. And the reason for that is that these kids come in to foster care and they need a lot. They need a lot of one-on-one attention. A lot of times they need therapies, um, speech, uh, physical, uh, they might need to see a counselor. And so if to real, in my opinion, to really like support that child and give them what they need in the short amount of time, they're going to be with you. We have to kind of have all hands on deck, so to speak. So everyone is participating and, um, and there's a lot to do, you know, there's a lot of appointments to get to and things like that. So for us, we, we feel like we only have the capacity to really wrap around one child at a time. Um, But, you know, so they, they just, they need so much and, and the need is great to have, good foster homes. I mean, there's definitely some out there that are not in it for the right reasons. Um, so anytime I can like point people to, Hey, if you have an inkling to do foster care, you should, you should look into that because you might be the right fit for it. And
1: the home, I mean, we're in need of homes big time. So I really like that you have those rules in place. I think it helps you just have some guidelines Mm -hmm. for yourself because I'm sure ultimately you're in it for the good of the child. You're not trying to overstep or overreach in capacities that you aren't able to to uphold. Right. What are some of the things that your family, both you know you, breed in and then as well as the girls, love about being a foster family?
0: Um, man, the kids are so cute. Like I swear, we've not had one child that is not just adorable, says the funniest things. You know, is. They're, they're all like, even the hardest cases, we just said goodbye to a little girl that was probably, not probably, she was the hardest case that we had, yet everyone, you know, was so sad to see her go, um, we have so many funny little memories from her, um, yeah, they're just, they're awesome, like, the kids are awesome, and so,
1: you know, the system is what is the hard thing to navigate. The yeah. kids are great. I was going to ask about challenges, and I'm sure goodbyes are hard. Yes. You know, but you go in knowing that's, that's part of That's, us. you know, what you want at the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. You know, to exactly. be able to send them back to their home. And, yeah. Yeah, and say goodbye. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think you're creating such valuable experiences for your girls, mm-hmm. and you and Brandon are leading such good examples for them for just how to care for others. And I'm sure just be a good person. Yeah. I'm sure you're teaching them a lot of really important life lessons through this whole process. I hope so. Uh, every time we
0: say goodbye to a child, I, I kind of go, what are we doing? Like, you know, because it is hard on them. Um, But every time a child goes home, we sit down as a family and talk about, how was that? Do you want to do it again? And they're, it's a resounding yes every single time. Um, We take some time in between each child to make sure that everybody's healing and processing well and, and just that we have some time together as a family um we try to take a trip together we try to just just really soak that time up because um we know you know the calls are going to come again um but they that if you ask each of them today like what's one of their favorite things about being a craft I think they would tell you foster care um and I at least have heard two say they want to be foster parents when they grow up so That's yeah I think so and I think uh you know, it is hard, but I think that, I think sometimes that maybe we, we don't give our kids enough credit that like they can handle hard things. They can, um, they can love a child and say goodbye. Uh, and you know, m- my kids have learned to kind of hold that tension of like, you know, giving themselves and pouring themselves out. Um, but then knowing that hurt is coming, um, I don't know, they do a really good job that I, I this last little girl we had, I swear they just blew my mind with how incredibly resilient they are and just patient and kind and
1: gentle and all these, you know, they just, they're, they're really cool kids. So I'm proud of them. And now I'm like Lainey, I don't know a ton about the foster care system. Are you um, given the opportunity to maintain relationships with the children that stay with you or so when we first started foster care, we didn't know a whole lot
0: about you know how all that worked, and I, in my mind, if I'm honest, just thought, oh, these parents are choosing drugs over their kids, and like whatever, whatever. You guys figure out your stuff, and then we'll just show your kid a good time while you're doing that. So we kind of kept them at arm's length, and we'd see them at visits or whatever, but didn't really engage much. And after the first uh, little girls went home. Um, I went to the the, uh, the zoo and met their mom. And at that point, they were home. They were in her care. She really had no reason to share with me her story. Uh, but her story, which is typical of um, most kids' stories, is that she was in foster care herself. I think it was a wake-up call for me that this mom didn't necessarily choose to get off track and uh, allow her kids to go to foster care. But she it was her, I mean, her circumstances, if I had been in that situation, you know, I might find myself in the same situation. And so what it did for us is go, okay, we can't just focus on the child. Like we've got to have this wrap around the whole family kind of support. And so that not all families have been open to us building that relationship, but most of them have over time, some of it during, the time that we had the child, and some of them, it's taken the child to go home, and need to still continue to reach out for them to go. Oh, you you do really care. You don't want to just take my child, because uh, as a, a biological parent, they don't they don't really even understand the system as well either. So they're not sure. Like, are you, you're the foster parent? Are Are you going to tattle on me to the state? Like, how how does all this work? Did you take my like? They don't they don't even know sometimes. So we have had. um, I'd say out of the eight kids, we probably had good relationship with half that go home. Okay. Um, some of them like really stayed in contact with, and then some of them we just kind of get reports here and there about them. But we do our best to stay in contact. It helps everyone
1: kind of feel good about the whole thing, and mm-hmm.
0: you know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And you guys have started some um ministries at your church, right? Where you gather supplies and right. um things that y'all can provide the families. Yeah. So I got connected with an
0: organization called the Forgotten Initiative and it's a national organization that um basically kind of supports local ministries. So people like myself that have a heart for uh helping the foster care system, um, all over the country. And so I'm the like Louisiana volunteer advocate. And so what I do is connect the needs of the agency. So our department, child and family services, DCFS to um, churches. So the agency may say, Hey, we have a need for beds or we have a need for, um, yeah, they may have just a need at their office that the state can't actually buy. And so I'll connect a church that wants to help them that way. And then that's how the need gets met. Um, so yeah, that's been a fun little side project as well.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you do it all with three kids, three businesses, (laughs) all of the work that you do through your church and, you know, um, just everything that you do, I'm truly impressed. Well, I'm definitely, very proud to, definitely have to help you. Oh, thank you. Look, it all stems from the triathlon. Exactly. It's in three. Exactly. It's in three. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Swim, bike, run. But speaking of church and your faith, I did want to lead into what you wanted to offer to our listeners as advice. You said that you don't believe anything is wasted. Yeah. I think that's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I look back over my life and the things that I thought, uh, would happen. You know, I thought I would go to um, LSU and become a veterinarian and that didn't happen. And, um, you know, I, I thought I would have boys and I had all girls, you know, there's just all these different things where, you know, if, if it were to be me to take a, a pen to paper for my life, it would look very different. But at the end of the day, um, God's not wasted anything. Uh, I feel like, you know, He's been using all those things, and he's been um, kind of, I guess, creating this beautiful tapestry with these these things that maybe I didn't I didn't realize uh, he was using. Um, he was, you know, training and, and things like that to to get me to what it is that he has for for our family. Um, I think that he he works all things together for the good of those who love him. That's what the scripture says, and so I love him, and he has really. Uh, I I don't, I'm I, a long time ago, I realized I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to try to come up with what's next. Like, I just want him to figure it out because, and, and lead me and show me because it's so much better than what I could dream of for sure. So. I
1: think that's such a good mindset to keep too, for just every stage of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, we're probably all in this room in different spaces and it's still so applicable. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. And um, do you mind if I bring it back to um, the three businesses? That uh, you need? Of course, because we really didn't expand it I on enough. I know. <laughs> okay, so you know, um, you talked about how um, how things got started and that you've been working together for pretty much the duration of your marriage. But um, how did we go from you know real estate to building to now real estate building and interiors? Right. So,
0: Alan. Um, think about the timeline but so, somewhere along the way when Brandon was building he um he built a home in the subdivision that we lived in and it was an open floor plan concept and this was probably 15 years ago something like that and I think in that neighborhood um people just weren't ready for it they weren't open to it they would come into this empty space and like I can't visualize my stuff in here what There's no, like, set dining room. It was all kind of together. And he was having a hard time selling it. And it was very white, a lot of white in the house. Um, And I told him, I was like, babe, let me just get some, you know, cheap furniture. I really think that, you know, we can just put some furniture here and that'll help people visualize, oh, okay, is my couch bigger, smaller than that? Okay, it'll fit in here. Um, And so we did that. I think we live next door to the house. So I even took some of my furniture and stuck it in over there. And so that, that house sold, we did it again. And then at some point we said, you know what, we can, we can do this. Like we can, you know, put furniture. And I always loved uh, interiors. I loved, but I didn't know, you know, the name for it. I just, I knew I loved moving my furniture around. I loved decorating. Um, and, and I had helped Brandon along the way, you know, picking out tile and picking out paint colors. Um, he would just Come home at the end of the day with samples, and we would go through it. But um, it wasn't definitely wasn't like a, a full time thing. Um, so yeah, at some point we just said, let's just do this. You know, we were already buying lighting um, from vendors. We'd go to market and see that, and, and we were like, let's just do the furniture thing. And so it started as a, a way to help him and to elevate what he was doing for basically his clients. And now it's grown into um, that. We still definitely do that, and then we help really anybody that needs help with whether it's building and you know if you need help picking all the finishes and paint color, hardware, things like that. That's one leg of it. We can also do furniture um, consultations and stuff like that. That's awesome. Wow. And how with big is your team? team? You know what, my team is very small. It is me and one other girl, Heather McGraw, and um, what we. We work together and knock it out. And and really, the, the three different businesses really work together. So Brandon's uh, home building team, like when we have a project and we need to move furniture in, if we can grab them, we will. You know, it's not their favorite thing to do, but we all just kind of work hand in hand. The uh, Realtors are awesome as well, and they help promote and push our businesses
1: forward. And everybody kind of just works together. I love that. Yeah. As I get a little bit older, I learn how much of a talent that truly is. We're, I think we've mentioned it before, but we're kind of in the process of doing some renovations to the office. Mm-hmm. And I've been in some of the meetings for office renovation, and I'm like, I don't know what the heck y'all are talking about. <laughs> I, don't, I can't tell the difference between these paint colors and all this stuff, but I can appreciate when it's done, like how much of a difference things were made. Right. So I think you just have to have such an eye for that. I think so, too. I remember um, when Ariane yeah. Belisere was yeah. is a, also a Louisiana yeah. lady, and when she was on saying that, it was something that her mom had picked up that she had a talent for, you know, that yeah. it's kind of like it's in you. Yeah. It is not in me. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate <laughs> no, this of not y'all that either. have the gift. It stresses me out. So it's people <laughs> like you that we need. Yeah. yeah it keeps us calm. Um and so is your role um in the business mostly on the interiors side or do you, you don't work um so much with the other two businesses?
0: No, not so much. So we have an operations manager okay. in the real estate team, and she kind of handles all things real estate. And then of course Brandon runs the homes, and then I do the interiors.
1: But we're all in the
0: same space on Jefferson Highway together. We just use one one office space, and of course the office is beautiful. Every time I pass it, Thank I'm always so impressed. Thank you
1: expected anything. Else, so. yeah. Yeah, well, it looks to like to
0: a home yeah. on the inside. So people are always surprised when
1: they walk in. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. And I love that y'all work together, but also you kind of have your own space in the business. We do. Yeah. We yeah. run in our own lanes.
0: Um, but yeah, we've just, I think we've just done it like this for so long. I don't know how we would
1: do it differently. Yeah. And now I know the girls are not even out of high school yet, but do you, any of them show any interest in one day joining the family business?
0: Yeah, Um, my middle for sure has said that you know she's interested in it. Um, who knows? You know, we, yeah. we're not going to push any of them to do what mom and dad did, but yeah. if they want to, then it'll be there for them. Yeah. So. Hey,
1: as you said in your advice, you said that yeah. you never know, you never know, and that your life is different than what you planned, and that could be the same for them. That's right. So you yeah. Never know for sure. Leave it in God's hands. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask you, too. You mentioned that your favorite vacation um, was when you went with your family to Costa Rica. I want yeah. to hear about that.
0: Yeah. So um, we, as crafts, sort of our mantra is that uh, we try new things and we do hard things. So hard things is typically like foster care. But we'll also pull around when kids are struggling with schoolwork. Like, we are a craft. You know, you do hard things. Just get in there and do it. Um, but then we try new things. And so one of those is we love to vacation and see new places um you'll rarely find us back at the same spot twice although i will say costa rica was one that if you told me i could go again i would go again um just beautiful it was very um different from what we've done before like the accommodations were not maybe as nice as something that we've been to before a little more like primitive just kind of the area and uh but incredible like nature views and we had like monkeys come and wash their hands on the balcony uh we had like a hot tub on the balcony and they oh would turn goodness. the water on i mean <laughs> it was just stuff that you just don't see anywhere else we we saw sloths come down from the trees oh my like god that's my too. favorite animal <laughs> i
1: know this is oh, so god.
0: cool just so those kinds of things that you just don't see everywhere i don't know i can't the food was amazing
1: the people were
0: Just so welcoming and accommodating. I don't know. It it is unanimously everyone in the family's favorite vacation we've ever done. That's so
1: cool. That sounds like such a good experience, Mm -hmm. just for your kids of all different ages to see and see something different. Like you said, we don't have that here. No, No, for sure. No monkeys washing (laughs) their hands in my backyard, other than maybe Hartley. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so and you said that your favorite food is anything that Brandon cooks. Mm, yes. So Brandon
0: is his well I don't I would say hidden but most people know this about him but he is an excellent chef. He started cooking when he was in high school. He'll tell you his mom was not a good cook and so he felt the need to Jump in there and help her out, and he was watching Enroagaassi when other boys were watching baseball on t v and he's just very into cooking and food, and he loves to cook outdoors, but honestly, anything he makes is amazing. He's a very good chef. I'm very lucky I don't have to cook.
1: Did he cook for you when you were dating?
0: No, um, which he should have totally used that yeah <laughs> he didn't um. When we first got married, I can remember being at the stove in the kitchen. I was like, oh, you know, a good little wife and making dinner. And uh, he came home one day and was like, oh, you mind if I add this to it? And I was like, sure. And you mind if I change this a bit? And I was like, sure. And before I knew it, it was a totally different dish than what it started out to be. And I was like, okay, do you like this? Because if you like this, like you should definitely do it because I'm just Why doing it because I'm doing did. it. Yeah, I thought this was my job. So <laughs> you should totally do this. And. Yeah, so I love to bake, mm-hmm. which okay. is kind of a dangerous duo because he
1: cooks and I bake. We eat a lot of good food. And yeah, no, that sounds amazing. As Melissa always likes to say, do we have any parting thoughts? I don't we did think so. Cover? I'm, like, down my list of things I wanted to make sure to ask, and I think we got it all covered. You know. Awesome. Well, I will let you all know we're going to skip next week's episode Melissa will still be on her fabulous vacation. That we hope you are having so much fun, Melissa. And yes, no, we probably didn't do as great of a job as I know. you, but we're glad that you're able to relax and be away from this crazy office. Um, we're gonna skip next week, and then the week after that, we'll be back with a catch-up episode. Kate Cook's coming back. Again. Again. back. I will be back. What a treat! Look, the, the fans are calling two for it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then Melissa will be back and. June is a pretty crazy month, so I think we'll have lots to catch up on. So excited! Well, Charlie, thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you and hear your stories. Same to you. Thank you for having me. So glad to find me happy one. Thank you. Well, you all have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.